1846, William John Toms, who contributed the term folklore to the English language, commented in the Athenaeum that belief in fairies is by no means extinct in England. Toms was not alone in his opinion, for believers were not limited to fisher folk, rural cottagers, country parsons, and Irish mystics. Antiquarians of the Romantic era had begun the quest for fairies, and throughout Victoria's reign, advocates of fairy existence and investigators of elfin origins included numerous scientists, historians, theologians, artists, and writers. By the 1880s, such leading folklorists and anthropologists as Zabina Baring Gould, Joseph Jacobs, Andrew Lang, and Sir John Rees were examining oral testimony on the nature and the customs of the little folk and the historical and archaeological remains left by them. Even Sir Arthur Conan Doyle swelled the ranks of those who held the fairy faith and publicized their findings. The golden age of fairy painting coincided with a Shakespearean revival in the theater, developments in the romantic ballet and pantomime, and a number of startling technical innovations which increasingly fueled the audience's desire for spectacle. McCready's 1838 production of The Tempest at Covent Garden included a panorama and for the first time in a number of years, a text which was virtually free from alteration. This pictorial style was continued by Madame Vestris in 1840 with a production of A Midsummer Night's Dream, which combined spectacular scenery, including a panorama with the magical appearance of hundreds of fairies. Perhaps the most famous production of the period was Samuel Phelps' 1853 production of A Midsummer Night's Dream at Sadler Wells, designed by Frederick Fenton. The supernatural dream elements were strongly emphasized in the production, with backlit blue and green gauze separating the audience from the stage in the second, third, and fourth acts. Douglas Gerald wrote of it, There is a misty transparency about the figures that gives them the appearance of flitting shadows more than of human beings. You fancy you can see the moon shining through them. The best way to enjoy it is to half close your eyes and resign yourself completely to the influence of the scene. The technical innovations of the Victorian theater permitted fairies to appear and disappear as if by magic, through trapdoors and on mechanical scenery, such as the mushroom on which an eight-year-old Ellen Terry made her stage debut as Puck in an 1856 production of Midsummer Night's Dream. The following year, the revival of The Tempest revealed a similar fascination with mechanical scenery. This time, Ellen's older sister, Kate, played Ariel, who during the course of the performance sailed on the back of a dolphin and descended in a ball of fire. The transformation scenes of pantomime allowed dozens of fairies to be revealed behind layers of gauze, creating the illusion of a fairyland lurking just behind the horizon. Do you believe in fairies? If you believe, clap your hands. If asked that question in England, apparently, in Victorian times, the applause might have been deafening, as we heard. All that from Postmodern Fairies by Helen Nicholson and a study by Carol Silver.
We're invited to suspend our disbelief if we need to and to commune with fairy folk this Saturday at the annual Victorian Garden Party hosted by Strictly Ballet and Friends. We had a chance to speak by phone with Trey Casimir of Strictly Ballet about the gathering of fairy folk and all those gossamer wings. The Lewisburg Victorian Fairy Garden Party was conceived of by my wife, Amy Casimir, as a summertime warm-up and, and kind of counterbalance to the Victorian Nutcracker we've put on for the last three years. This will be the third year we've done it, and it has grown and evolved, and finally this year has a, a distinct character. But last year, we, we did an online version. It was called the Lewisburg Victorian Fairy Promenade, I believe you can still see it on Facebook under that name. And so we had to make it into more of a performance instead of a party where people would wander around and do what they wanted to do. Since we had a camera going through, we had to arrange things and kind of prepare things and, and make a 40-minute TV show, which was uh, quite an undertaking. But it also really helped us to focus literally and metaphorically on what we were trying to achieve. And I think it, it definitely helped. To, to push it forward and evolve it into what it's going to be on Saturday. And what is wonderful about the feeling that you're creating is that you'd like us to take part in terms of costuming and just being there and strolling and those sorts of things, which we couldn't do last time around because of COVID. But you're asking us to either go to our closets or to, better yet, pick up our sewing needles or go to our sewing machines and put something grand together. Yeah, we, um, we're going to have celebrity judges this year who will watch the promenade that will start the party out and will choose a winner of the best Victorian costume and a winner of the best fairy costume, each of whom will receive a $100 gift certificate from the Lewisburg Downtown Partnership, one of our partners. And we've gotten a lot of feedback from children and adults who are excited about putting on a costume and, and coming down. I've heard from some cosplayers who want to put on their furry suits and come down. I don't know if they'll do that or not, but we're aiming for an Art Nouveau late 1800s lawn vibe. And we're really, really hoping that some people take advantage to let their Victorian freak flag fly for an evening. Is there a coming together in the history of culture? Fairies and Victoriana, were fairies a part of that whole era? Absolutely. So there, there were a couple of different aspects to it. One was there were some people, I mean, I mean, the occult was very popular. We will have a tarot reader at our party this year. And so there were some people who were actively seeking out fairies. And there's a famous scandal of two little girls making some very early photographs that seemed to show fairies in their garden. And it, and it fooled everybody for a long time until they finally confessed how they did it. But, but fairies were very much a part of the late Victorian era in, in style and fashion, but, but also in these other kind of metaphysical terms. And I don't know about you, but late summer in central Pennsylvania has always seemed so dreamy and languid to me. And the thought of putting on some diaphanous wings and kind of drifting across a lawn with a cool drink in my hand sounds about as good as it's going to get. Oh, you are a word painter, Trey. Let me ask you, too, then, about those of you who are dancers. You are yes. a dancer. Amy's a dancer. You have a school full of dancers. Will any of you be fleet of foot in the dancing department? 
Yes, absolutely. Amy has been preparing, I believe it's 14 of her students who have been participating in uh, summer camps in her ballet studio, Strictly Ballet. And she's been working on their fairy costumes and, and their divertissement will be the second part of the party after the promenade. And they'll be dancing on the lawn in front of the rose bushes, in front of the Green Space Center in Lewisburg on Market Street. And then we also have found a harpist to come and play for us. And we will have our normal croquet and beautiful flower sandwiches and cool drinks and a photo station. And uh, just hopefully people will find it comfortable and intriguing and a little bit delightful. Do you suppose that there may be a nod to A Midsummer Night's Dream by Shakespeare? Maybe. We have a a pretty strong contingent of Shakespearean actors and fans in this area associated with the Gas Pipe Theater, whose Tempest is coming up August 13th in Lewisburg. And some of those people are going to be involved. One of those actresses is going to be our Fée Verte, or Green Fairy. And I, I wouldn't doubt at all that we might see a puck or or some other Shakespearean figure appear on the lawn. There may be people who don't know the history of Lewisburg, but there is a lovely sense of the Victorian in architecture in Lewisburg. Yes, ma'am, that's true. Uh, My late brother, who was a designer and builder, always took pains to correct me that most of them were actually Edwardian. But there are a lot of beautiful homes from the 1800s that have been very well preserved and especially with our historical and architectural preservation group, have been maintained and encouraged to simultaneously stay up to code and also preserve their their historical character. So Lewisburg has been making its fortune off of its beautiful architecture for a long time, and we're just trying to catch a ride for for our theatrical event. Now, you talk about the Victorian nutcracker that comes our way at holiday time, Where and when and how are you looking forward to that? Do you want to plant the seed right now as we're talking? Yes, I do. And we will have auditions for the Nutcracker late in August. I would guess probably the 21st, maybe the 28th. And for more information about that, you should check in with Strictly Ballet Arts on Facebook or Instagram. The performance itself this year will be December 11th, and hopefully we will be back able to have two shows. But until we see what dancers we have, who comes to our auditions, we don't even know which act we'll do or if we'll finally be able to do both acts this year. So a lot is in flux. That's the nature of a community nutcracker. We, we take all comers. And if we have a bunch of beautiful ballet dancers, we put that on the stage. And if we have a bunch of actors who like to do pantomime, we put that on the stage. And if we get gymnasts and martial artists, we put that on the stage. We find some way to fit it within the stylistic or aesthetic confines of a a Victorian nutcracker. Let me take you back to the COVID pandemic and those down times when you weren't able to do actual performances for the public, Trey. It was a time you have written when you did a lot of thinking and you told us at the start that there were key aspects of the experience last year or the online party that have given you a sense, a larger sense of what you're about at the party. Can you give us a specific example of that this time? Sure. It was, it was specifically, Amy, it crystallized for her that Art Nouveau is Victorian too. 
and we had been thinking, you know, the Nutcracker is a little bit stuffier. It's a wintertime thing. It's an indoor thing. And the boys in their in their knickers and the girls in their long dresses. And we we kind of floundered into the summer with only thinking Victorian fairy, Victorian fairy. And we tried to pull the Nutcracker in, and we tried to pull other things in. But then the 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 style, the look of it being Art Nouveau, hit Amy very clearly a couple months ago. And once she had this this clarity of vision, then everything just kind of fell into place. And so we've been able to invest in in things like you know lawn furniture and absinthe fountains that will be part of the event year to year. But also we're developing a logo this year with our dear friend Connie Tim from the Market Street Group here in Lewisburg. I don't I don't know. It's just when you know what you're doing, it's a lot easier to do it. Before we were thrashing around in a few different directions, and and again the. Uh, the filming process was very helpful in focusing us. But I do have to say, last year we were able to put on a nutcracker, and that too we had to live stream. But that that was kind of a performance of a lifetime. I don't think anybody who was part of it, including the two dancers from American Ballet Theater in New York City who came as guest artists, I don't think any of us will ever forget that experience. And, and we were able to do it without getting anybody sick, so it was a pretty miraculous uh, occasion. Well, tell people where they can go again to find the information that they need about the party. And Okay. Strictly Ballet Arts at Instagram or Facebook. Our partners at River Stage also have a Facebook post, River Stage Community Theater. And I believe the Lewisburg Downtown Partnership also has something posted on their website. Uh, the event itself is this Saturday, the 24th from 7.30 to 8.30 on the Great Lawn in front of the Green Space Center at the corner of Market Street and Route 15 in Lewisburg. It's free of charge. It's Amy and me and our sponsors showing our love and hoping that we get some help for the Nutcracker. Last year's production was extremely expensive and we had no ticket revenue to offset it. So we're starting from zero this year. But just come and enjoy yourself. Put on some wings and... Come down and have a good time. This is a fairy dance. It's the dance of the sugar plum fairy from the Nutcracker. And that's what this Saturday's all about. A fundraiser for the annual Lewisburg Victorian Nutcracker. We just spoke with Trey Casimir of Strictly Ballet. And we are invited to a Victorian fairy party this Saturday, July 24th getting underway at 7.30, and that will be on the front lawn of the Green Space Center in Lewisburg, Strictly Ballet, River Stage Community Theater, and the Lewisburg Downtown Partnership will host this special event, and you're invited to dress for the occasion, and if you have a wonderful flair, you might even win a prize and the three celebrity judges will be surveying the Grand Promenade at the start. And, ah, you, you have a wonderful chance to take part and have some fun in the evening. There will be Victorian standbys like croquet and hoops and hopscotch for the young ones, and anyone who wants to come in dress will have a chance to have a photograph. There will be a photographer on hand to capture the moment and the effect. It is Strictly Ballet River Stage Community Theater 
and the Lewisburg Downtown Partnership announcing a Victorian Ferry Party this Saturday, July 24th, getting underway at 7.30 on the front lawn of the Green Space Center in Lewisburg. For more information on the web, strictlyballetarts.com, strictlyballetarts.com, or Strictly Ballet Arts on Facebook and on Instagram.